0: Welcome to the Destination Begin Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here, sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to the podcast. Happy Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day today, even though this is going to get released at the end of the day and you're probably all done celebrating Mother's Day, but happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to me. I'm a mama. 25 years ago, I was pregnant with my son. He was born in July. So 25 years ago. That's insane. How am I so old that I can say that? I mean, it's not old compared to some people, but... Still, so, happy Mother's Day. I celebrated by doing boot camp and saying happy Mother's Day to everybody that I knew. And remember, even if you're not a mom, if you had a mom, you can celebrate Mother's Day. Like, <laughs> And everyone has had a mom. So this week has been amazing. We started out Monday making, making a big decision. Um, I sold my car. I'm now a carless person. It's a... Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a non... A non-event. I... I really have been thinking about it for a while because I never drive, and it, there's no need for it. I, I walk most places, I have a little stand-up scooter if I need to get somewhere quick just with you know within a mile or so. Um, and then my scooter broke, and I still haven't. I mean, it's been fine. The only time I've really used my car is when it's pouring, and I got to get down to the carillon and I don't want to get soaking wet, which I guess now that's an issue. <laughs> I'll just have to get galoshes. Do they even say galoshes anymore? Does anybody say that? Anyway, um, you know, my car, I got my car in Minnesota the April or May of the pandemic. So it was that 2020. And um, I had a Mazda CX-5 because I had been a stepmom, a little stepmom toting kids around. And um, I was living, but then I was living with Randy out in the burbs. It was just me. Didn't have any kids to cart around, and we were working from home because of the shutdown, lockdown. And um, I looked out the parking lot one day, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't use, I <laughs> don't use my car. I don't need all this space. I wonder if I should downsize. But I was leasing it, so I just called the dealer. I emailed them. I and mean, everything was locked down. I said, hey, I have a CX five. It had a door ding on it too. I'm like, it, it's not perfect. It, can I? I'm leasing. I don't know how this stuff works. They said, oh, yeah, we can get you out of that. It doesn't matter that there's a little damage. It's fine. So they said, take a look at the CX3s or the Cs. I don't know. Whatever they were, they were ugly. And I'm like, I hate all of these cars. I don't want any of these cars. I'd rather not have a car than have any of these that you offer on lease. Um, But I said, you know, I've always wanted a convertible. Is there anything you make in a Mazda convertible? They said, no, there's just the Miata, but we have one. That came in on trade. It's been sitting here a long time. It's give you a really good deal on it. So I look at it and it's a hard top, and it's white. It's like everything I could ever want in a convertible in a car. And I, I'd always just wanted a convertible, but I'd never gone for it. I'd never. I just always said, well, I'll have a sunroof, because in Minnesota it's stupid to have a convertible. You can only open it a few days a year. So you know, I'll just always have a sunroof. But I was like, well, I was hatching the idea to go to Florida for six months. So I thought, well, this will be fine. I'll have it in Florida for the winter, and then I'll drive it back. So anyway, I decided to look at it closely. Well, it was a lockdown, so you couldn't test drive things. But I thought, you know what? Tell me what. Tell me what the deal would be. You know, it's a, I'm trading in a lease to buy this car. Bottom line is the numbers were so good that there was there was no question. It was just a really good deal, and um, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I took my. My lease returned down to Walls or Mazda, parked it in front of the building. Um, there was like a box that had the key for my car in it. Like I, This was when you lockdown was so fresh that you didn't even like look at someone for fear that you would die. So I grabbed this box. There were my keys. There was the car. I got in the car. I had never sat in one. I had never seen one. I would never touched one before. But it was mine. I had signed everything electronically. And so here I am. With a convertible. I was stoked. Such a cute little car. And um, so it sat around a lot during the pandemic because I didn't drive there very much in Minnesota either. But I was really excited because that was the reason why I couldn't chicken out on going to Florida because I'm like, this car will not drive down the street in the snow. And if this is my car, I am screwed. So I have to leave the state for the winter. And so I left on October 17th of 2020. And that later that day it was a Sunday. Was the first blizzard of the year so i missed out by hours on the first snowfall and i just love that now if i had known i was never going back i would have packed my tiny little pop can car differently i would have prioritized what got put in the trunk and in the passenger seat differently because um the things i brought were just things to get through a few months But I wish I would have packed all my exercise equipment, my heavy weights, and my espresso machine, but I didn't. So those things, whatever, they're gone. So that's the story of the Miata. I loved it. I love living in Florida with the convertible, and I used to drive it a little bit more um, when I went up to Sunny Isles to go to the gym every day, and I had some clients on South Beach. But now I really just don't want to go anywhere. my, My personal training clients are all walking distance. Bootcamp is right outside. The Caroline where I work part-time is like six blocks down the beach. Um, If we do want to go out and go to South Beach or something, typically we'll take an Uber because parking is a nightmare on South Beach. So last week we went on a date night. We took Uber anyway. So here I am making a car payment, paying insurance, which is expensive in Florida. Um, The license plates needed to be renewed in June. And I realized that we'd lent it out more than we'd actually used it. So... Sold it on Monday. Got top dollar for it because it's a rare car, apparently. I had 29,000 miles on a 2018 car. It was in perfect shape except for a couple little nicks on the inside door on the paint from suitcase incident. But anyway, so I have no car. And uh, what we're going to do is get a couple of Vespas. So if we do want to go somewhere, we have some little scooters. Um, Not in a big rush to do that. Um, We'll just Uber for now, but just made sense to not have a car sitting there, a depreciable asset, depreciating in the ocean air and all that. So that was the basic, big, exciting thing that we did on Monday. Aren't exciting? Wasn't that exciting? We're just so glad you tuned into this. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other news, I had my uh, U University workshop this week, Healthy You. So I have this You University brainchild. It uh, was It's it's my most passionate work, and it's a series of workshops that are all about you. I don't think that any of us spend enough time taking care of our hearts and souls, and when we do, when we invest a little bit of time, like two hours a month at a seminar... Um, We flourish more. We are more connected with ourselves. We cannot lose by investing in ourselves more. So the first one was loving you, and that was all about self-love. The second one was this week, and it was healthy you. And we talked about health and nutrition. And this really big key point that you are a soul and you have a body. And when you love and appreciate and respect who you are and you understand who you are, you can better ascertain what kind of body you want to live in. And if there is incongruence between those two things, then you can aim to change that from a place of self-love and honor and respect of who you are. So for example, I when I was super heavy, um it was fine. I kept my head down. I did I hated my body. I hated myself because of it. I was in the spin of shame. And when I was kind of awakened to the fact that maybe I had some value. I realized that someone who has value wants to be in a body that can move a little better and looks like I value it and can do things that ex- that exhibit how I feel inside. I remember when I would get groceries and I'd be pushing the cart to the car and I would see like moms or dads, whomever, push the cart really fast and then jump on and hold on and their kids would giggle and it looks so fun and I could never do that. But I remember feeling joy bubbling up when I started to spend more time taking care of myself and I wanted to move like that. So that's one of the reasons why eventually I did get weight loss surgery, because I'm like, I am still stuck in this big body and I wanna run and I wanna play and I wanna have fun and I wanna dance, and I wanna feel light. And that's what it is. When you start spending time with who you are and appreciating who you are and lighting up inside, You want a body that will come along with your soul instead of being the dead weight that keeps your soul from being able to express itself. So it was really fun to do this workshop, um, talk about nutrition, talk about what makes each of us big and beautiful souls, and then what kind of body do you want medically? Uh, We got to break it down. Medically, I want a body that doesn't need my inhaler all the time. I don't want diabetes like uh, my my relatives. I don't want heart disease like my grandpa. I want a medically sound body. I don't want my hormones to be all out of whack like they were when I did bodybuilding. Bodybuilding got me tiny, but it certainly wasn't medically healthy for me. So I want to change that. Um, Aesthetically, I want to look like... What do I want to look like? I don't I don't need to look ripped and like, the, you know, I'm going to go stand on a stage anymore. I don't want to look like I sit on the couch and eat ice cream when I'm telling people they need to train. I want to look like a trainer. I want to look like I do the things I tell others they must do. I want to look like a non-hypocrite. <laughs> that's important to me. Aesthetically, that's my number one goal. I want to look like a trainer because I'm a trainer. I want to look like somebody who's at peace with food because I'm trying to teach people how to have peace with food. And then you think about, okay, actively, what what do I want my body to be able to do? I want to be able to go for a run kind of anytime I want to. If someone says, hey, let's go for a quick run, that I'll be able to do it. I want to be able to go pick up heavy weight. I want to be able to bring all my groceries in. I want to be able to give someone a hand with something heavy and be successful. I want to be able to to play. I want to be able to run a boot camp and be able to talk at the same time. So when I think about that's the kind of body I want to live in, now I know, all right, what do I need to do? Is my body medically sound? No, my hormones are still a little off. I got to keep working on that. I got to keep pulling more processed foods out of my diet. I need to work on making sure my supplementation is handled well and I'm staying faithful with that. That's important. I need to focus on real food more. I need to get the diet soda way more out of my life. I was really drinking way too much diet soda. That has recently come out of my life again. These are the things when I'm not like, I hate myself because I'm so controlled by diet soda. And then I switch it to, I want a medically sound body. Okay, that diet soda is not serving me. I need to let that go. I need to put that over into a rare column. And aesthetically, if I want to look like a trainer, I got to train. I need to stop skipping workouts if I do. I need to make sure I get every rep in. I need to make sure that I'm doing bootcamp classes, that I'm not just skating by. I have to hold myself accountable. So that changes, I have to lift and I must work out too. I want to appear like I know what I'm talking about. So I'm going to do the work. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do more of the workout when I'm teaching a workout, things like that. And then what I want my body to do, I want to be able to run. Well, I need to go for a run regularly, not because I'm training for something, but because I want to be able to run. You know, I'm not going to be a competitive runner. I'm not putting the miles on like I used to, but need to run a couple miles here or there. I need to keep in running shape if that's important to me. I want to be able to hop on the bike, go 20 miles. So that changes my motivation for moving my body because I want to live in a body that matches my soul. So it it stops being a list of this. Basically, this is what your mom said you have to do before she gets home from work to How do I want to feel at the end of the day and what do I want to look like and what do I want to be able to say I've accomplished, whether my mom told me to or not. So that was a really fun workshop. I just gave you a little synopsis of kind of the key components there. And we also talked about macros and activity and putting it all together. So it was great. If you'd like a a copy of the workbook, I'm happy to email one to you. Just send me an email at kristin.com. Uh, Kristen at KristensmithOnline.com and say, Hey, I want your Healthy You workbook. I'm happy to email it to you. It's pretty good as a standalone, having not been at the workshop. It walks you through um, finding your BMR, finding your ideal protein, some great just keeping it simple, stupid cues like, All right, if you don't want to do all of this math, here is the basics of a healthy diet. So, would love to send that to you if you would like one. love this podcast and all the stuff I talk about, food, fitness, motivation, empowerment. I would love to come and bring my workshops to your small group, PTA clubs, community organizations. Perhaps you go to a conference every year or every quarter. I want to come and talk to your group. I want to bring my encouragement, my story, everything that makes this podcast amazing and the reason why you keep coming back. I want to bring it to your group send me a message. I would love to talk to you about how I can come and bring the Destination Begins spirit and content to you in your group. Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. So in this workshop that I did, I talked a lot about little simplicity keys. They're kind of hidden in the workbook. And it got me thinking about, okay, what are some of my top simplicity keys to a healthy lifestyle. I mean, I've got episodes here on macros and exercise and sugar and all kinds of these things in detail, but you know, the nice macro um high level view of a healthy life. Um sometimes it's nice to just say here's the the simple way to look at this and um this this topic I get like all a lot of my topics, I get to sound a little preachy and passionate because I get I'm, I'm passionate because I believe it so much, and I walk a fine line between being compassionate and being firm, and you can be compassionately firm, tough love. That's one thing that I really want to to continue in this podcast is I am you and you are me. I'm not magic. I'm not perfect. I wasn't given a special gift to be able to transform my body and all of this stuff, um, I am you and you, you are me and I struggle and I work and I fall off the wagon into the ditch and I have to start all over again. And and so it's not like there's this magic little, little thing that I have that you don't have. But I do understand every part of being overweight, being morbidly really obese, losing weight, gaining it back, feeling stuck, feeling hopelessly addicted to food. I've been there. This year, I have been working so hard on figuring out my relationship with food once and for all. Talked about it many times after bodybuilding. It's been so hard to come back to the place I was before, where I was able to manage everything pretty, pretty even keeled. Bodybuilding puts a really unhealthy um, emphasis on unrealistically unsustainable results. So you work really hard for a day, and then basically it's like, well, and now it's over. That's not sustainable. So bye. And there's all this reverse dieting options and things like that. I've tried that. But when you're so hyper restricted for so long, reverse dieting is, uh, I don't know anybody who can do that. I hats off to you, but, um, all that to say, I'm not, I'm not special and I'm not perfect. And so I want it to come across that I've been where you are. I am where you are sometimes as I speak. And so the compassion that I bring is real. I want you to feel like you can do this. If you have a body goal, you can get there. You don't have to stay stuck in the body that you don't want. But I also get passionate because if you don't want to stay in the body that you don't love, you have to do work. You have to accept that there is a basic cause and effect between action and result. So I get a little preachy and I'm sorry if my tone gets harsh, but it's not harsh. It is matter of fact. If there's anybody who's tried to find a way around this stuff, it's me. There's no way around. We got to put up, pull up our big girl panties and just get to work. And we can do that by making decision that I'm going to stop pouting. I'm going to stop whining about what what should be, or this is the thing I hear is, I used to be this, I used to be that, and I'm not that anymore. And I say, I'm sorry. I know that feels like crap. But the more we fixate on what we used to be and how we're not that anymore, the more stuck we are here. We have to stop looking back. We have to stop telling ourselves the story of how this happened and why and what we should and shouldn't have done and simply look at where we are now and get to work. Look at where you are now and get to work. Your life doesn't have to stay the same for one more day. That requires you standing up and saying, all right, I got work to do. You don't wish yourself to your goals. You don't wish yourself to the finish line. You work consistently to get to the finish line. I just just can't stress enough how important it is for you to grasp that your body is the only way that you as a person get to experience the world if your body breaks down and you are in a wheelchair or you were in bed or you were sick you're done experiencing the world outside of four walls your soul stays in four walls if you find yourself homebound or bedridden or in a nursing home when you're younger you wish that oh I didn't have to go to a nursing home at all or at least not till I'm 90 your soul only experiences the human experience from behind four walls. Is that what you want? Because all the little decisions that you make now, prioritizing things that are less important than that, are the reason why you're going to end up there. I'm too busy. I got to go to this party. I'm too tired. I got to take a nap. I'm too tired. I need to go to bed early. I'll start tomorrow. It all adds up to take years and years and years off of your mobility. Let's not even talk about your life length. We're talking about your mobility. People don't just keel over and die out of nowhere very often. What happens is they stop being able to care for themselves and be mobile. And then that's when assisted living and nursing homes happen. And then your soul, your bright, beautiful light that loves to travel and interact with people, and move, and experience new places, and new things, and game night, and your kids events, and future grandchildren, you're going to be in four walls, so when we think about that as the consequence of all these little decisions we're making now, I hope it makes it easier for you to say, all right, I don't care how busy I am, I don't care how tired I am, I don't care what the obstacle is, I'm going to find a way to take care of this body, because this body is so sacred to me, It's the only way I get to experience life outside of four walls. So when you're at work and you're building wealth, you're putting money in the bank, you're getting more cars, you're getting more business lines to leave to your family, to build a legacy, just remember the people who love you would rather have you longer than to have one more zero at the end of their inheritance. One more number. Yeah, sure, money is nice. You want to build a nice pot of money, if that's what you're doing for your family, you want to hand down generational wealth and work now, I'm not telling you it's wrong. I'm telling you that the people who love you want you. They want you as long as possible. Your kids, I know they might be little and they need your attention now, but guess what? They're going to want your presence later. They're going to want you at their graduation and their wedding and the birth of their children. So putting them with a nanny for an hour or leaving them to color at the table while you do a workout in the living room, whatever it is, it's an investment in that. Find a way. It's not, oh, you must have it so easy. You don't have kids. You don't understand. Make those excuses all you want. Go ahead. It's still true that you have to take care of your body. You can point a finger at everybody else who has it much easier. Every fit person you see, you could say, well, they probably don't have a life and they don't have kids and they don't have a job. Great. That's awesome. You're probably right. But you have a body that needs your care. So no matter what other people are doing or can't do or can do or how lucky they are, what does that have to do with the fact that you have a powerful machine that you get to honor and love and move and it's your job? It's so easy to be like, "Oh, the celebrities, they look like that cuz they have personal chefs and personal trainers and all this stuff." Guess what? They also have personal assistants that if they were to say, "Go bring me some ho-hos right now or you're fired," will bring them ho-hos right now or they're fired. They have access to wealthy indulgences on us on a snap of a finger. So if they really wanted to, they could be obese and sedentary and out of shape. So just remember all these excuses you hear to stay where you are when you know you need to move forward. That's exactly what they are. They're excuses. And how much are those things serving you? So my point number one, take care of the vehicle that brings your soul around to experience the world and make sure that it's going to be here as long as possible. That's your priority. Period. It's your priority. So, how do you take really, really good care of your body simply? All right, let's talk a little bit about movement. Chris Powell is somebody I really respect. You can follow him on Instagram, Chris Powell. I think there's two L's. He used to have a show called Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition. And his show was way better than Biggest Loser because he would follow um students or subjects, I don't know what the word is. The people on the show, he would follow them around for a year. He'd give them a year to lose like a hundred pounds he'd set them up with healthy nutrition, um, coaches and plans, um, workout plans to get them gym memberships and he would visit them and he supported them all along the way for an, a year. And these people had massively successful weight loss stories and it was on ABC and it was a great show. I loved it. And so I've been following him on Instagram for years and he has just great content, great health and nutrition advice for the most part. Um, but he said something a f- couple months ago that really resonated with me. He said, the most important part of a workout is rep integrity. And what that means is, if you have a workout, and let's say that you're supposed to do jumping jacks for 30 seconds, you do jumping jacks for 30 seconds, not 28, not 29, you set a, a standard of integrity with your workouts. Because over time, those little tiny amounts of time add up, To reduce your results significantly not just in your body but it your brain and your person is basically saying i don't really take this seriously i have an option so then when you're tired at 20 seconds you just quit because you've given yourself an option instead of saying rep integrity now if you can't do 30 seconds here's what you do you stop and you stop the time if you get 28 seconds and you got to stop awesome catch your breath get two more that's rep integrity. Same in the gym. If you have a coach that says, I want you to do 12 to 15 bicep curls, you don't decide how many you're doing when, you, when you're in the middle of the set. You decide before. What do I feel like I got? Ugh, that last set killed me. I don't know if I'm gonna get 10, but I guess I'm going for the 12 because 15 is impossible. Fine, you're going for 12. So what happens at rep 10 when you can't get another rep? It's fine. You set it down. You take a couple breaths. And you get two more reps. You get the reps. You said you teach yourself that your word is gold. Not only does it keep you more engaged in the workout, but it gets you the results that are intended for you. You cannot get mad about results you don't have because you have not put in the work you were supposed to. It's just basic logic. If you put 50 cents in a bowl... Would you come back and be pissed that there's not a dollar there later? But that's how we often approach our workouts. I worked out like four times this week and I don't understand why my results weren't better. Well, did you work out intentionally? Were you on your phone half the time? Did you get all the reps in? I mean, sometimes you could do everything perfectly and your body is stubborn, but most of the time we get the results that we actually work for. So rep integrity. Implement it now. If you say you're going for a 30-minute walk and you get back in 26 minutes, walk around the block. A friend who she could never stop her bike rides until she was at an even mile number. And that's a form of rep integrity OCD. (laughs) But this is how you have to be with your fitness, with your workouts. I mean, another analogy, if your car payment is $322, are you gonna send in 300 bucks? Because that's all you got? I mean, you could do that. And you aren't going to get away with it for very long. If you did that long enough, they might take your car away from you. (laughs) So, rep integrity, just like you have with everything else. I I challenge you to start it right now in this week. No matter what you're doing for physical workouts, a run, a walk, a time, a boot camp class, um, a workout from your coach, rep integrity. Get it all in. Don't get mad that you don't have results that you didn't work for. So, Sorry, that's some tough love too. All right, I'm gonna talk a little bit about walking. So I've always known walking is one of the best cardio activities you can do. I never used to go for walks until I did 75 hard because 75 hard is two workouts a day and there was no way that I could do two intense workouts a day for 75 days in a row. I mean, I guess I could, I didn't try. So I started doing walks and I really fell in love with walking. It became a great part of my routine. And you cannot spot reduce fat on your body but when you walk briskly regularly, your legs do trim up. They just do. They just do. And I carry my weight, my excess weight in my legs. First place I gain weight is my legs. I had skin removal um, on my inner thigh. And so I have a weird, like a, a weird line there. And when I start gaining weight, that my inner thighs look really terrible and really weird. I mean, you can say, they don't look terrible, whatever. To me, they look terrible. I don't like it. I know they can look better and when i train legs if i just train heavier my leg muscles get bigger i i build leg muscle really easily instead of glutes instead of places i really like it so instead of doing heavier quad days to fill out the the legs more i i don't want bigger legs i've started walking again walking really regularly with intention um for a long time. So I've been trying 3 times a week at least to get an hour and a half walk in. So that's a long time. That's a long walk. Um and then any day that I can't get 90 minutes in, I'm trying to get at least 30 to 45 minutes in of intentional walking. And I'm telling you, my legs have slimmed down, I'm sleeping better, my resting heart rate has come back down. I've put this to the test and yet again, it's proven. Your cardiovascular health is so greatly improved with the the walking routine. If you can do nothing else, get out and walk every single day. You don't need a rest day from walking. Your body was made to do much more than walking. You can go for a walk every single day. Now, if you are working out intensely and you're walking, um, I still recommend walking on your rest day. It's just so great. So if you're like, oh, it's so boring, put on a podcast. Bring a friend with you. I like to do coaching, walk and talks when I can with some clients. Also, I have clients that I coach them, but I also just like them. And so I'll say, let's go go for a walk together. And I have so much fun getting to know uh, my clients as friends. And it's fun. So do you have a lot of time to do an hour and a half walk? You might not. But can you multitask? Often I'll get on the tread in the gym, put it on an incline, do a 35 to 40 minute incline walk, which is also a really great workout for the legs. And I'll do all my social media media posting or I'll do editing of stuff for boot camp or I'll just get some of my to-do list done. But walking is a simplicity key. If you walk every single day intentionally for at least 45 minutes and you found a way to do some kind of intense exercise three other times during the week, that's about all you got to do. Find something you love to do, do it, and go for a lots of walks. It's magical, and um, you'll feel better. It's so good for your hormone, for your uh, hormones, I'm assuming too, but so good for your um, feel good chemicals in your brain, dopamine. It's a stress reliever. I'm so happy when I get my walk done. It makes me really happy. So you should be walking. But overall, my my overall philosophy about exercise is do the thing that lights you up. If you hate it, you won't do it. So find something you love and do it. If you can do it in a community setting, I encourage you to do it more. Some people hate it, so I'm never going to change your mind. But find an accessible place to work out where there are just normal average Joe people and work out there. Or if you're a lifter and you want to grunt, go find a lifter's gym full of people that are lifting with chalk and grunting and metal and metal, okay? Find an environment you like to work out in. My friend Paige just started working at a place. She moved to Nashville and it's called Blush Bootcamp. And it's everything is pink and it's all women. And I want to go there. That looks so fun to work out with a bunch of women in a pink place. Yeah. So find something that lights you up. When it makes you excited at the idea of going, that means your soul is resonating with it. And when you can move your body to take care of it in a way that also resonates with your soul, you are win, 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 winning. That's why our boot camps are, we have such a loyal boot campers. They love how they feel. They love coming. It's a hard workout, yes, but they love coming to boot camp because it lights them up. It's sunrise, it's sand, it's friends, it's community, it's fun music, it's me. And people come because it lights them up. So if that's spin class or CrossFit or running, there is no wrong form of exercise. There is no perfect form of exercise. There's the exercise that you will do, that you will do consistently. The only thing you can control is your attention to what you're doing, your intensity, and your consistency. So, find something you love to do it and do it as often as you possibly can. That's my philosophy. <laughs> um, and give yourself a little break too because uh, my, tr- my history with exercise, I started out doing workout videos in my living room naked because I was so overweight. I, I didn't have workout clothes. And I was at home because I was too embarrassed to go anywhere. So I would just either do them naked or do them on my underwear in the living room. And um, that's embarrassing to think about. But I, and I sweated so much. I mean, it was really, really hard to move. And then when I finally had the courage to go to a gym, I was wearing jean shorts because it's all I had. They were like these elastic waist jean shorts. And I sweated and it was so embarrassing. I sweated so hard. Just any little thing. But I persisted. And then when I got more weight off, I would just go to the gym and I would do the elliptical. And I would do an hour on the elliptical and um, just burn calories. And then I got a trainer and I learned how to squat. I learned how to use barbells. I learned all that stuff. And eventually all those things, they served me for a while. And then I got interested in something else. I went to CrossFit. I was consumed with CrossFit for a long time. I loved the community. I loved being strong. It's the first place that I was made to feel like an athlete. Coach there, Seth, made me feel like, A, I was necessary. If I didn't show up at 5 a.m., it was like, where were you? We missed you. I felt needed. I felt missed when I wasn't there. I felt a part of a community. And I felt capable and like a powerful athlete. And that changed my relationship to fitness. And then when I moved away from that CrossFit box, the other CrossFit I found just didn't didn't feel the same. So I kind of lost my intensity for CrossFit so i found something else i found f45 and i was obsessed with f45 greatest experience another community loved the workouts changed my body i fell in love with fitness in a whole new way i fell in love with hit training and little did i know i was learning the ropes of hit training so that eventually i would start my own boot camp on the beach so all along the way, I got a little better, a little stronger. I had a different goal. There w- None of those things I did was wrong. They were just serving me at a time and serving me differently. And at the time, I thought, this is the be-all, end-all. And then as things moved through, then, okay, I'm kind of, that's not lighting me up the same. Same with bodybuilding, competing. That was so all-consuming, and I loved it, and I hated it, and I loved it, and I hated it. And now I'm just glad it's done, and I don't have to do that anymore. But now I love strength training. I love lifting I love the way I feel when I'm in the gym. Yes, looking in the mirror and seeing my muscles. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel strong. It makes me realize I have power in my heart and soul to persist with something. And the evidence of my persistence is there in my body. I've built this thing. I broke this thing. I fixed this thing. It's really powerful for me to see that in the mirror. And I shamelessly look in the mirror, not because I think I'm better than anyone else or because I'm arrogant, but because I'm proud of what I've built. And then I get to train other people and teach them how to how to build their body too. And that lights me up. It's, our bodies are these so, I can't even grasp how powerful they are. And it's a gift to have one to take us to experience the world. So. Your relationship with fitness doesn't have to be one thing forever. Find something you love that lights you up and do it as much as you can and honor your body. So I think we'll end that right there on that little teary note. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, kristen at KristenSmithOnline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.